this is Kimber, and here are today's best bits from Clairzy, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5. Footy, this Sunday, look, I'll tell you what, and the grand final will be played and won, but Channel 9 Perth have been doing great work in the last couple of years with local TV. We've got a local special focusing on the partners, the wives of WA footy stars and luminaries and... Western Confidential will be hosted by Sherry Lee Biggs, and one of those who will be the focus is, uh, is the focus is Rain Embley. Rain, welcome. Firstly, uh, good to see you on, and good to Thanks see you. On, me. Good to see you on here. Your husband's coming on to join us on the radio <laughs> from Seven, Andrew from Melbourne. Just spoke to him on the way here. Actually, it's very uh, very pumped over there. Everything's I bet he going is. mental. Everything's blue and gold, and you know they're just getting pushed and pulled from pillar to post, trying to get everyone into functions, and they're just loving it. Yeah, it's full on, isn't it? Now, this is really interesting because uh, on Sunday we're going to have this special that is basically focusing on wags. And I don't, I mean, uh, I, don't, don't use that word. This is the thing is, I was about to say to you, I'm a bit remiss to use the word wags. It seems like, it seems like it's, I don't know why it seems like it's derogatory. I don't know if it's just because it's something we created. Like, it's because oh, the women have got a lot more going for them than just being yeah. wives and yeah. girlfriends of players. But. I mean, if you look at that statement, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not even a wife or a girlfriend of a player, um, but we're all wives and girlfriends, I guess, in our own yeah. mind. Um, we can't d- deny the fact that um, coming from where we've come from, we've had opportunities that other people may not have you know, been lucky enough to have. So we can't dismiss that. But yeah, the word, I think it just brings on the... F- it, the idea that that's all that these girls do is shop and hang off their husbands and look after them and support them and, and basically don't have an identity all their life. So when you look at it that way, it's a little yeah. bit derogatory. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Actually, yeah. You, you think know. this show helped clear up a bit of that thing where people will instantly judge and go, these girls are just chasing these blokes and their money and their fame? Yeah, I think so. I think what it will show is that, um, you know, everyone's just like everyone else. Everyone works really hard and mm. we've got, well, I've got a family and, you know, you try and juggle everything from work to, yes, be a supportive wife. And, but then you've got your husbands also supporting you. And I think that's mm. where Shay and Tash come in as well. Their husbands are super supportive of everything that they do. Yeah. Mm. Um, they follow them around. They, they do as much as they can. So I guess in, in a certain scenario, they're husbands of um, yeah, very successful people. So they could be looked at in that light. You see? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Riding on their coattails. I, sort of, I mentioned to Clairsey this morning that, that this could be the case for many women. I don't know if it was the situation for you. Did, at any point, did you feel deterred from dating Andrew or, you know, because he was a player? Because I could see that that would be something that you're like, I don't know if I want to be a part of that world or a a world where people are judging me like that. I think, well, I grew up in a football household. So my dad played for East Perth and North Melbourne Mm -hmm. and we hung out with, you know, Ross Glendinning and Jared McNeil and Mario Turco. And And they hung out with Kevin Bryant. That's pretty good. Kevin Bryant and they all had (laughs) females. So we were all brought up, I think, between um, Roscoe and Jared McNeil and my dad, there was um, 10 girls, no no sons yeah. growing up. Yeah, They say that about the elite exactly. sports people, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I was the only one that went down the footballer path, but um, we were all taught never to go near footballers for right. various reasons. Yeah. But yeah. when Dad found out I was dating Andrew, he was actually quite happy. He coached him in the under-18s. Right, okay. And he said he was a good sort. Well, it's like having a dad put out like a, you know, yeah, going through the police department. I've done a screen on him <laughs> and it's okay because I've taught that one yeah. and he's all right. I've I coached him. Dad hang out, hung out with him at football. He got to see his true personality. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah.
<laughs> when I see you, uh, I see you at, you know, say, uh, Atomic Cafe in South Perth and you're working, you're just stealing their free Wi-Fi, yeah, I know that. Exactly. But you keep really busy. You're a blogger and you do quite a lot of other stuff as well, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. I've got three kids as well that were sort of, um, you know, trying to do the best to raise as as hands-on all the time as we possibly can. So I do a lot of work at night um, and I take them with me most of the times when I've got meetings. And, you know, with Andrew having retired now, he's super busy. He's got mm. his normal day job, you know, nine mm. to five during Monday to Friday and then he's commentating all the footy on the weekend. Yeah. So it's a real just a juggle in our family at the moment. The last couple of years has just been a, a suck it and see. Mm. Well, there is still a lot of emotion. I've, I've, you can see how passionate football fans are. People get really upset about the games. They get really <laughs> fired up. There is an extra element to it for you guys because you are, as you say, supporting your husbands and, and you want them to succeed and you know how hard they train and how hard they work. So we understand it's also going to be that on the weekend, that feeling for those girls where they're just like, oh, it's heart-wrenching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's an interesting one because I've really sort of stepped away from the football scene for the last couple of years and um, it sort of feels like I'm sort of jumping back on the bandwagon. But now that they're in the finals, all those feelings do come flooding oh, back absolutely. and the girls do call yeah. and we do catch up. And Andrew's suddenly come out of his shell again because he's been yeah. so impartial all year about commentating all the different yeah. teams. And he's really out of his shell and excited. So I've just, it's hard not to have that be so infectious when it's just, you know, Western so Australia going mad. Yeah. Good old yeah. dancing Andrew Wembley, the yeah. Norm Smith medalist. <laughs> I get reminded of that all the time. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he was very funny. Hey, Rain, good to see you and we'll catch you on the TV on Sunday yeah, on 9. thanks for having me. Our special guest in Melbourne is Andrew Wembley. Uh, Embers, I just want to play this little bit of uh, audio from the 2006 grand final in the final seconds. The audio, that was uh, some vision filmed by a fan right at the top of the MCG. <laughs> now, obviously, uh, you guys are down on the field. What was it like after being beaten by Sydney the previous year by four points to win a GF by a point? What's that feeling? What, is, is it relief? It's a wonderful feeling, no doubt about that. Very surreal. Um, the way I've always looked at success is how you respond to failure and how you respond to disappointment. So on the back of 2005, for the group to be able to rally, give themselves a chance of playing in that 2006 grand final, and then finally to hear that final siren sound. Mm. It was one of the great moments as a player. Um, it was extremely refreshing and extremely rewarding as well and, uh, and pure relief really in the end. Yeah, another bloke who knows that feeling of uh, being part of the he was part of the Hawks Premiership side in 08. 205 AFL games, 159 for the Hawks, all Australian in 07. Campbell Brown's on the line. Campbell, morning, mate. How are you? Going great, thanks. Morning, how are you? Mate, we are, we are well and we're pumped for another GF. It's just a really exciting time around the land, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable, yeah. It's, uh, we live in a great country when you get a public holiday to celebrate football and horse racing. It's, uh, it's just magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> now, Campbell, to the uninitiated, e.g. me, this weekend, who should I be watching on the field for the most action? Like whether that be, you know, a bit of biff or whether it's just fierce competition. <laughs> a bit of biffo. Well, I, I love watching Nick Nat Nui, as everyone does, just for purely his ruck work and his high-flying ability. Um, in terms of a little bit of biff, uh, Jordan Lewis brings a bit to the table in that regard <laughs> in, uh, in big games. So, now, look, I, I'm struggling to split these two sides. I think it's going to be one of the great grand finals. Um, it's the two teams that I think most deserve to be there. The brand of football they play is, you know, is quite attacking. It'll be... Um, a tough game, but there'll be plenty of great goals kicked and high scoring. And um, you know, I think that with the heat advantage, it's it's meant to be between 28 and 31 degrees here tomorrow. That's got to play into the uh, West Coast Eagles camp, I would have thought.
Brownie, no Hawthorne team has ever been able to win three premierships in a row. A win tomorrow afternoon. What does that do to the legacy of this current playing group? Oh, it puts them in uh, unbelievably rare air. The, uh, probably the, the weight of expectation um, when I first got to the club um, from the senior players and just the supporters. You know, they won everything they was to win over the uh, 80s, but you're right, they never had a three-peat. Um, and guys like Dermy and Dipper and Jason Dunstall are, are five mm. you know, and four-time premiership players. So this will elevate, you know, Mitchell, Hodge, Virtual, um, Burgoyne, Rioli, some of these names, you know, right amongst uh, the greats of, of Hawthorne and the game. And um, there's still a little bit left in them too. They're, they're a pretty proud playing group and they've had to do it the hard way this year. It's, a, it's the first time they've um, had to play in a semi-final. And um, obviously the two trips to Perth, you know, took it out of them. They've been challenged throughout the course of the final series, but managed to find a way. So, um yeah, this would probably mean the most uh, to them than any other premiership, I would have thought. Hey, Brownie, I said earlier today that uh, by round two this year, the Hawks have played more games at the G, at the MCG, than the Eagles <laughs> play all year. Does that make a real difference, do you think, and especially with this young Eagles squad trying to adapt to a different uh, shape ground? Oh, look, it probably it probably has a, a slight advantage to Hawthorne, but um, you know, my belief is that uh, any ground is a, is a ground of football. There's four posts either end, and... Yeah. Um, understand that the Eagles, you know, their web is specifically set up uh, and hard to get through the Subiaco because of the, or Domain Stadium, because of the, the um, wings aren't quite as wide, but um, now nah, look, as long as the, the young boys in the Eagles side aren't overawed by the occasion, it's just, it's another game of football and they need to come out and catch fire with fire. Uh, Hawthorne like to be aggressive and, and play unsociable football, but they showed only two and a half, three weeks ago that they can well and truly take it up to the Hawks and um, and match them. And that's one of the reasons I think they won that first qualifying final because they were just simply harder around the ball and then they spread and just ran them off their legs. As long as no one's unsociable after the game with all those people <laughs> in Melbourne and everyone trying to play nice because there will be a losing side. There certainly will be, and um, you know, I'm thinking a lot of the fans like to get stuck into it nice and early. Yeah. This hot weather, um, yeah, we could be we could be seeing uh, plenty of people have had have a bit too much to drink. But now, look, it uh, it should be a fantastic game. I'm I'm leaning slightly towards the Hawks, okay. not just because I played for them, but because I backed them to win the flag at the start of the year. So I'm financially invested as well, and um, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it a bit more exciting. But no, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if the Eagles came over here and won. And um, it's, it's one of the great stories because I didn't have them in the top eight at the start of the year. Yeah, no, no, and I think what, uh, what Adam Simpson's done with the playing group, you know, having lost the, the two key defensive, um, you know, backs at the start of this year before they even played a game. Um, they've had to mix and match down in their defensive back half and um, yeah, they've just played a brilliant brand of football. Well, just uh, tying things up, Campbell, uh, we reminisced about the 2006 GF with the Embers here. This is for you. That's what I'm talking about! Yeah, there's your mate Crawford from 2008. <laughs> Enjoy the yeah, footy, mate. Yeah, Good well, Brown, have a great weekend. Good luck. Yeah, Campbell Brown, uh, not a bad swimmer either, Embers, <laughs> just personally. And, Very good uh, swimmer. Good to have him on the uh, Dead Set Legends and on the Brecky Show this morning as well. We're almost there. Grand final 2015, Andrew Embley in Melbourne. The excitement continues to build Embers and uh, there's a bit of a function coming up for Eagles fans in, in the city of Melbourne. 
There is, yeah. Fed Square tonight. Uh, the Beer Deluxe Bar from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Still tickets available. Tell them Embers sent you and you'll be able to get a discounted price. Panel show starting from about 7 o'clock. Myself, Chris Judd, Dean Kemp, Adam Hunter, oh, and Peter Wilson will be the MC. So if you've got any family and friends that are in Melbourne yep. and keen to come along tonight, 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock, uh, Fed Square, the Beer Deluxe Bar. Look forward to seeing you there. Speaking of uh, big names for the West Coast Eagles, there's a bloke on the line right Right now, Matt Prittis, good morning. Doesn't How get any bigger than this. <laughs> How are you, champ? I'm very well, guys. I'm very excited. Oh, Pritta, we are milking <laughs> you, aren't we? I mean, we make you come in every week this season. We made you come in yesterday, and now we've got to get you on the phone because you're there. Uh, it's great to share it with you guys. It's, um, it's been fantastic support. Um, all the WA's behind us, and it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Have you been locked away, mate? What happened once you got to Melbourne? No, it's been um, normal preparations. So we got in last night, had a team dinner, and a little walk around and uh, everyone had a good night's sleep and we're about to hop on the bus and head to the parade. So, um, yeah, we're all just taking in our stride at the moment. Looking forward Pretty to having the training session Sarvo, though. Mm-hmm. Frida, congratulations so far. It's just been a wonderful year for the West Coast Eagles Football Club. You must be just kicking yourself that you're playing in an AFL Grand Final tomorrow. Yeah, exactly right. It's um, every kid's childhood dream. Um, you know, we've got an opportunity to go out there and you know, try to win a flag for the club. So, exciting times. Pretty, you said to us this week that one of the best things for you is to stay calm and just try and stay relaxed so that you can really focus when you get in there. To do that, you're basically going to have to lock yourself away from everyone <laughs> in Melbourne. Yeah, it's, there's, there's people everywhere, which is it's fantastic. It's, it's hard to shy away from that. You want to embrace you know, that excitement as well because it is a, it's such a great week. Um, but, you know, deep down, you've got your own thoughts and you're preparing um, you know, like you would for any other game, I suppose, but... Um, you know, it's been a, it's just been such an enjoyable week too. Yeah, mate. June nineteen was the date you got to play in the MCG. No wonder you, that was the win against Richmond. No wonder you're looking forward to getting out there for a run around. Yeah, well, that's where you know, it, it would, you know everyone loves playing on the G. It's just uh, got so much history and um, it's such a great surface too. So, you know, they're, they're little things that you get to enjoy, and um, you know, we can't wait. Pretty, you had a really good win a couple of weeks ago against the Hawks. Does it give you any extra confidence to know that your best football is good enough to beat any team in the competition? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we've beaten every team in the competition this year, so um, we'll take a lot of confidence out of that. Uh, but you know, that means nothing until we you know, get the job done this weekend. So it's a, they're one of the greatest teams that have you know played the game. So you know, it's a great contest. Um, so many challenges across the field. And, uh, we just can't wait to get out there and you know, give it our best shot. Any special instruction from uh, coaching staff, Matt, if it's really, you know, obviously it's tough. The pressure in the first few minutes is uh, electric. The atmosphere is incredible. But what happens if the Hawks go really physical early? Is there any particular instruction? Yeah, we've, we haven't had our final meetings yet, but we'll probably discuss those sorts of things. Mm. Um, but we've, whatever they throw at us, you've just got to stay focused on you know, playing for each other, playing your role. Um, you know, and it is a game final, so the heat will be on early. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a team that can get field position and just settle the nerves and um, get settled into their style of play with quicker settle, you know, get a good start. This is why I'm not coaching, because I would just be like, kneecap them. Just get in there and take them down. Whack them. Give a punch at the guts. Embers would know, but you've got to stay calm because otherwise yeah. decision-making goes out the window. So you've got to make sure that's at the forefront of your mind. Hey, mate, from all of us, all the best. Thank you very much, guys. There he is, Matt Prittis in Melbourne. Hey, that's not a bad get, is it? You've got oh. to focus before the big game, Embers. 
just but what about just getting Matty Prittis to speak to us, the Brownlow medalist, the <laughs> champion guy, ninety four point five. It's just an exclusive interview. It was wonderful, Love wonderful that. insight into a great player. Go the Eagles. You know what I don't look forward to is the coaches on the phones. I hate watching them. Smash another one. Yeah, yeah, because I just oh, I'm nervous about it. Love it. Good luck to the Eagles tomorrow. The best of Clairsey, Shane, and Kimber on Mix ninety four point five.